Aqua has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you. Amen. Okay, so come with me to the book of Joshua, Joshua 1.8. Joshua 1.8. Great, blessed be the Lord. Joshua 1 8. Study this book of instruction continually. Study this book of instruction continually. This book of the law, let's read it together. This book of the law shall know what depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Then Say, I have a responsibility to make my way prosperous. God does not make me successful. I am already empowered to be successful. I make my way successful. My success as a new creation is not dependent on God. It's dependent on what God has placed in me. Praise the Lord. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. The Bible said, According as his divine power given unto us all things that pertains to life and godliness. There is nothing God is going to give you. He's already given it to you. Your amen is very weak. Everything that you need to make life worth living is already in the inside of you. That's what the Bible says. Uh, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we would think or ask according to the power that is at work in us. The power we need to succeed, excel, and be all God will have us become is in us. Somebody say, it's in me. Say, it's in me. Yeah. And that is why we need to know how we make our way successful. He said, this book, if you want to succeed, this book, and I see you succeeding supernaturally. I see you excel amazingly. You will blow the minds of your world. In the name of Jesus, people who have underrated you, people who think that not much will come out of you, they will be surprised at you. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the next five, ten years, you will be an amazement to your world. In the mighty name of Jesus, God will make you a surprise to your world. In the mighty name of Jesus, that's what this service is about. Excel service is seeking to raise a generation of leaders and entrepreneurs who will shake their world. 
who will be well seekers and well movers. You will be part of that army. In the mighty name of Jesus. And so take your seat. He said, this book of the law shall not depart. We've been looking at codes for good success. Somebody say codes for good success. When we have the code, you don't struggle with the door. And there are biblical codes for good success. Good success is not bought in the market. Good success is by engaging God's word for success. When we work with the manual, which is God's word, we succeed. And that's where good success comes from. We looked at the fact that this book is foundational to success. And we established the fact that knowledge is foundational in the school of success. Somebody say knowledge is foundational. The more knowledgeable you are, the greater your probability of success. Even in the natural. When you are not born again and you are more knowledgeable, the greater your chances of success. So if you look at societies that are advancing, they place high premium and value on knowledge. If you don't value knowledge, you will not amount to much. Knowledge is very, very critical. If you were not opportune to be able to get some amount of good knowledge in your life, once you are alive, you can still self-train yourself. Praise God. And if you have the better opportunity or a greater opportunity, you will help your children to gain the best of knowledge because knowledge is foundational. Somebody say knowledge is foundational. But in as much as knowledge is foundational, it's not every kind of knowledge that guarantees good success. Knowledge brings success by and large. But good success is rooted in scriptural knowledge. Scriptural literacy is what brings men and women to supernatural success. Anything supernatural has to be rooted in God. The Bible says all power in heaven and on earth belongs to God. So knowledge of God is critical. I always tell people, no matter what knowledge you get, make sure you are growing in your knowledge of God. Peter was speaking. He started in 1 Peter 2 verse 2. As newborn babies desire the sincere make grow in knowledge. Then when he was ending the book, before he ended in 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 18, he said, grow in grace and in the knowledge of God. Grow in grace and in the knowledge of God. If you want to have grace for success, pursue the knowledge of God. That's where it comes from. The knowledge of God empowers you with grace for success. Sometimes we meet people and say, this guy is graced. This guy is doing well. He's excelling. He has favor. No, knowledge brings favor. When you are rooted in scriptural knowledge, you can't silence the word of God and expect to have good success. Success you may have, but good success I can guarantee. Because good success is a function of the knowledge of God. But a lot of people have a very lousy attitude towards knowledge, particularly amongst us as black Africans. If you are on a bus in an African country, you will see that people are busy watching movies and making commentary about it. But if you are on a plane with a white man, you will see that he's relaxed reading a book, either on a tablet or something. Knowledge is not something that has become a natural part of our culture. We don't place as much value on knowledge. We are entertainment emotion driven. We don't engage our intellect much. But in life, if you must go very far, your intellect must be aggressively engaged. Am I communicating? The more brain power you put to work, the more gameful you become. Even in the natural, it works. So knowledge is foundational. Anybody who told you knowledge does not matter is only deceiving you. 
The Bible said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That's what God said. My people, the ones who are sanctified, the ones who are filled with the Holy Ghost, they are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So, when you don't pursue knowledge, your future is not in view. You will succeed. You will succeed. You will experience good success. Last week, we established that if knowledge is foundational for success, then we must have the right attitude towards knowledge. Somebody said the right attitude towards knowledge. Okay, the right attitude towards knowledge. And we said the right attitude is a scriptural attitude. Somebody said the right attitude is a scriptural attitude. No matter what kind of attitude you have, it's not scriptural. Some people say, I'm very confident. Well, you better be confident in Christ. Because if your confidence is that of the flesh, you have no confidence at all. The right attitude is scriptural. Paul said, we are of the circumcision who are born of the spirit and not of the flesh. We have no confidence in the flesh. Somebody say, I have no confidence in the flesh. So, what are the scriptural attitudes we must have towards knowledge? Number one, we said we must value knowledge. Somebody say, I value knowledge. Say, I value knowledge. I value knowledge. Yeah, you have to value knowledge. Value knowledge. Value knowledge. God was speaking in Hosea 4, 6. He said, I will reject you because you don't value knowledge. When you don't value knowledge... You are God's person, but he will reject you. And last week, I told you about what it means to be rejected by God. When God says, I reject you, it means you are not fit for my use. It doesn't mean he's rejected you. Jesus said, of all that the Father has given me, none shall be lost. It's not about your losing, but it's about your significance. You will not be lost, but your significance in the kingdom cannot be felt. The reason why we will keep on talking about Apostle Paul, year in, year out, Every pulpit on a Sunday morning, if they are minded of the New Testament at all, then they can preach without talking Paul. Every Sunday in every church, he's very significant. He came in late, but he stood very tall, very significant. He was a man who was given to knowledge. Value knowledge. Somebody say value knowledge. Value knowledge. Value knowledge. Rejection and hatred for knowledge makes you unfit for use by God. Number two, we said love knowledge. Somebody say, I love knowledge. I love, I love, I love. I love. Yeah, you have to love knowledge. Don't be an enemy of knowledge. Don't be sleeping when knowledge is coming to you. Don't come to church and when the knowledge, you have jumped, you have danced, you have done all kinds of things and it's time for the word of God to come to you. Then you are dozing. That's not a show of love for knowledge. You have shown your love for praise and worship, great. You've shown your love for drama, great. But it's time to show your love for the knowledge of God. Somebody say, I love knowledge. Say, I love knowledge. Proverbs 122, the Bible says, how long these simple things will you, oh, (laughs) simple things. (laughs) When you don't have value for knowledge, you become a simple thing. (laughs) He said simple things. Will you insist on being simple-minded? Tell people they are shallow-minded and they want to remain shallow-minded. Sometimes you see some people, they are trying to give commentary and teaching about a subject they are not expecting. See somebody on Facebook is trying to talk about a church and he doesn't, he doesn't even know what church is. Talking about giving and he himself, he doesn't understand giving. He said, how long will you simple things? How long will you mock us relationship? How long will you fool hate knowledge? Somebody say hate knowledge. 
There are people, they demonstrate their hatred for knowledge by refusing to accept right knowledge when it's given to them. They have some kind of knowledge, it's the wrong knowledge. When the right knowledge comes, they are unwilling to receive it. It's a sign of foolishness. It's a sign that you hate knowledge. You hate knowledge. So, number one, value knowledge. Number two, love knowledge. Number three, be hungry for knowledge. Somebody say, I'm hungry for knowledge. Say, I'm hungry for knowledge. When you meet one who is hungry, you will know it. You know it. Every good food they want to eat. The fact that you are hungry for knowledge does not mean that you should drink in anything. The fact that you are hungry, somebody said, I think Proverbs said, to the hungry man, every bitter thing is sweet. But it ought not to be so. Bitter things are bitter things. And if you have to die, die. Don't take poison into your system and say, every bitter thing is sweet to the hungry man. No. The hungry man who is wise looks for that which will bring nourishment to his soul and feed on it. Am I communicating here? Yeah, but the hungry man who is foolish like Esau, he wants to eat anything without asking of what went into it. He met his brother Jacob. He said, I want to eat your food. He didn't ask how the food was cooked. He didn't know what ingredient was used. He just sapped it and he took it and ate it. By the time he realized he had sold his identity. When you eat anything, you will sell your identity cheap. There are things that are going on radio that makes you feel that you can never amount to anything. You have to be wary about them. You are saved. You are sanctified. You are a child of God. You hear things that makes you feel condemned as if you can never be accepted by God. That is something you have to be very careful about. Because very soon you begin to doubt where you stand with God. Am I communicating here? Yeah, so it's not every truth that is truth. There is a liberating truth. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So the truth that keeps you in bondage is not truth. It's not every knowledge that is good. Knowledge that keeps you in bondage is not knowledge. Knowledge liberates. The Bible says, stand fast in the liberty wherein you have uh, been set free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. There are a lot of things people throw around and you have to be very careful about them. But my point is that if you meet a man who, who is wise, he values knowledge. He values what? And then he's also hungry for knowledge. You have to develop a hunger for knowledge. Ha. Huh. Hungry for knowledge. Hungry, hunger for knowledge is what will make you go beyond just coming to church and listening to the podcast. It's hungry for knowledge. Hunger for knowledge. There are things I have said here again and again. You have never gotten it. But as you listen and listen, it begins to register in your spirit. There are sermons I've listened to them about 25 times and I'm still listening to them. I'm still listening to them. Why? Because faith cometh by here. Every time, it's amazing. Every time I listen to, there is something I hear that I didn't hear before. Yeah. That is what is worth using your data for. Not to be giving commentary about wrong things. Not to be giving reasons why people should not do certain things. Am I communicating here? Sharing and then wasting your data on Trini uh, Jonas. Uh, 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 sharing his videos. No, 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 no. Use it to enrich your life. Am I communicating at all? So, have a hunger for knowledge. Knowledge will not just jump on you. You have to be hungry. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for they shall be what? Feel. Be hungry for knowledge. Be hungry. 
The knowledge of God, be angry for it. That's what will make you wake up. And the first thing you want to look at is your Bible. Not checking WhatsApp and seeing who has sent you Momo and who has not sent you Momo. You wake up in the morning, first thing on your mind is money. You are looking at a person who you spoke with the previous now who said you are sending you money. But on the same phone, your Bible is on it, you've not checked. Am I communicating here? Be hungry for knowledge. Go to bed with the word playing. Wake up with the bed playing. Am I communicating? Go to bed, fellowshipping with... You see, when you sleep, eh, your body sleeps, your spirit is alive. Your body sleeps, your spirit is still alive. So whatever spiritual atmosphere you have created around you at the time of your sleeping, your spirit is fellowshipping. You see, there's a certain atmosphere you create. When you wake up in the morning, it stimulates you, it calls you up into prayer. There's a certain atmosphere you create around it. But you go to bed with radio of some, yeah, 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 this is on radio, shouting, shouting, shouting things you have no basis for. Listen, somebody praying. <laughs> I'm not communicating here. Shouting. You wake up confused. You wake up and you join them. I bind, I curse, I bind. No, listen. That's, that's the wrong way to start your day. Start your day by binding people. Start your day by saying, Holy Spirit, what a good day. Thank you that this day is glorious. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for your angels that are dispatched on my path this day. That's how you start your day. I'm not communicating here. But the greater your appetite for knowledge, the greater the magnitude of your success. The greater your appetite for knowledge. Somebody say, greater my appetite for knowledge. If you don't have appetite for knowledge, you see, you see, in this church, I want to raise word warriors. Knowledge addicts. You have to be addicted to knowledge. Be hungry for knowledge. Where is Masno? I did Masno about a year ago. Give me a copy of Masno. Some of you don't have Masno. You are not hungry to know the word of God. You are not hungry to know the word of God. I remember when I was in the university, every book I bought, I make sure that the scriptures were written in the book. So I will not buy books that they just give you points. And, and that is how I've also learned to write. When I write a book, you'll find amazing plethora of scriptures in the book because that's what helped me. That is how I built my scriptural knowledge. When I'm quoting scripture left, right, center, it's not a gift. Prophet Kakrabedin was, he had a gift from God. God gave him supernatural knowledge to be able to uh, read the Bible from memory. I don't have that gift. I learned it. As for me, my own came like uh, Daniel. As for these four children, the Lord gave them wisdom and knowledge and skill in learning, in all manner of learning. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that need not to be ashamed. How many scriptures? If you feel depressed, how many scriptures can you refer to that can bring you up? How many of them do you know? How many of them do you know? I cannot be depressed. I can be tempted to be depressed, but I won't fall into it. When Jesus was tempted, he quoted the word. When you know the word and temptation for depression comes, and all of us, while we are on earth, because the challenges of life, you'll be faced with depression, the temptation to be depressed. But when the word is in you, you will say what David said when he faced the temptation of wanting to be depressed. He said, why are thou cast down, O my soul? Why are thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet 
praising. When I go back to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 4, he said to him that is joined to the living there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. And now because of that I cannot say I'm going to take my life. Oh life is so hard. Ghana is so hard. I'm contemplating suicide. That's madness. I will not do that. Why? Because I have consolation from scripture. And it's here. Am I communicating here? This is available. But you won't buy this. You go and buy tasty queen 40 CDs and eat. This is 20 CDs. You invest in it. The Bible said, buy the truth. Your hunger, some people are hungry for Banku and Tilapia, that they are hungry for the word of God. Be hungry for knowledge. Banku and Tilapia, one is how much? 45, 40. The smallest is 35. You can buy two of this. And you don't have this. Be hungry for knowledge. Be sorry for yourself. <laughs> it's good you are saying you are sorry. Praise the Lord. Cultivate an insatiable hunger for knowledge. I No, 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 no. You know why Solomon became a global icon? It didn't just happen. Some of you have global. As for me, I know one day I'll be great. Great where? Great in your dreams. Great in reality begins with the pursuit of knowledge. The Bible said, All the kings of the earth they came to hear Solomon's wisdom. All the kings of the earth, he became a global icon because he gave himself Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 25. He said, I applied my heart to know, I applied my heart to know, I applied my heart to know. What are you applying your heart to know? To do you are applying your heart to gossip, you are applying your heart for girls. Use your heart to pursue knowledge. Somebody say an amen. He said, I plan my heart to know, to seek and to set out. Seek out wisdom and the reason for things. I applied my heart. I applied my heart. I applied my heart. He was a tireless nana. When you read the case, you realize Solomon knew about botany. He knew about zoology. He knew about architecture. He all kinds of knowledge. That is a global icon. But even your, your business field, when they talk about it, small, you don't have much information. They engage you small, you don't have. Number four, pursue knowledge. Somebody say pursue knowledge. Obviously, you will not pursue knowledge unless you are hungry for it. You won't pursue the knowledge. When you are hungry for knowledge, coming to church is a delight. I'm not complicating here. Because you want to know more about God, you want to know God, you want to know his word, you always love to come to church. Midweek you are here, Sunday you are here. Not that on and off, no. And beyond that, you are listening to the podcast. Why? Because you are hungry for knowledge. Pursue. Somebody say pursue. Say pursue. Somebody say pursue. Knowledge comes through active pursuit, not wasteful thinking. It comes from active pursuit, not wasteful thinking. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1 to 5. My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears. Somebody say, hold your ears. Tune your ears what? Wisdom and concentrate on what? Understanding. Cry out for what? Insight. Ask for under. Search for them as you would for what? Search for them as you would for what? Seek them like hidden treasures. Search for them. See the kind of diligence you attach to money. You go all out. Pick multiple jobs. Do all kinds of things to get more money. Some of you will sacrifice Sunday for money. You will sacrifice it for money. 
Three weeks, you are not in church and you don't see anything wrong with it. Thank God you are in the New Testament. Because if you were under the old, while you are on the field working, something will happen to you. Because the Sabbath, the day is Sabbath. It's set apart unto God. And that is also one of the reasons why I'll, I'll, teach, I'll come to teach about the Sabbath. So that you appreciate what we are losing. Because we are not observing the principle of the Sabbath. A lot of people are dying before their time. It's not because of demons. It's not because of witches. It's because they don't understand the Sabbath of God. The Bible said they could not enter into the arrest. When you don't enter the rest, you are gone. And it takes faith to enter rest. It takes faith to what? Enter rest. Why would somebody go to work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and would want to do work on Sunday also? He has no faith that God can sustain him. He thinks that everything depends on him. I met a certain man. Almost every time his eyes are red. And when I look at him, he doesn't even have as much money as he is uh, pursuing. Pursue. The Bible said we should pursue knowledge. The queen of Sheba traveled several miles just to come and feast on the knowledge of Solomon. When you say, oh, my church is very far. The church that blesses you, the church that enriches you, the church that shapes you can never be far from you if you have value for the God you are serving and the knowledge that is coming to you is never far from you. Oh, I wish if church had been closed, you are not serious yet. When you are hungry, you will locate it. People come to church from the choir. They move from the choir and come to church here. You are sitting here, you say church is far? Uh, what do you say? Yeah, he comes from the choir. And you are here, midweek you can't come. Medical school here, you want bus to come and pick you. You are not hungry for God. You are not hungry for God. Wise people make the pursuit of knowledge their lifelong practice and priority. Somebody say, my lifelong practice and priority. The pursuit of knowledge must be your lifelong practice and priority. Make it your priority. There is no day I don't listen to podcasts. I don't listen to a sermon. No, no, no. There is no day. It's not possible. I will not be fine. I will be sick. I will be sick. There is no day I will not get cite something in scripture. No, 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 no. Man shall not live by bread alone. How can you go off the diet of the word for weeks and you are okay? I know you are not okay, but because you are spiritually blind, you can see that you are not okay. You are not okay. When your wife says something that annoyed you, what the thoughts that came to your heart are pointers that you are not okay. You were just thinking, one of these days, they get, I will slap her and she will know. That thought that came to your mind shows that you are not okay. Because nobody who is one with the spouse will slap the wife. He says, uh, uh, for the husband is the head of the wife. He said, no man hated his own flesh. And you are one with your wife. Have you met a man on the street beating himself? You meet a man, pa, pa, pa. He's standing by himself, pa, pa, pa. Slaps himself, shakes himself. No, that man, nobody needs to tell you who he is. <laughs> He's not okay upstairs. Am I communicating here? Invest in knowledge. Somebody say invest in knowledge. Uh So you are hungry for it. You are pursuing it and you invest in it. You invest in knowledge. Don't be borrowing people's book. From today, don't be a borrower of people's books. If you you borrow it, it must be a book you can't get to buy. Buy books. 
If you can't get it to buy, I mean, I left the university with three dude bags of full of books. That's all I left the university with. I didn't have much. That's all I had. And by the grace of God, whatever I, I, I best had then, by the grace of God, I have some. Buy the truth. Is that not what your Bible says? Buy the truth and sell it not. Buy the truth. Buy the truth. And today, I mean, because of uh, podcasts and all, you don't even need to buy a sermon. You go to the podcast session, you don't need to buy, you just download it and it's with you every time. And now, you see, this dispensation, eh? if <laughs> the things that are available to us, I don't know, if you don't become spiritual in this age, eh, you are very lazy. Because there are too many things available to us. Those times they needed to take the book of the law. Parchment, well, how are you going to carry it? I mean, I, I have this thing with me here. I have over 4,000 books on this thing. 4,000 books here on this. Uh, bring me my uh, candle. The candle is in a smaller one. Very small. Loaded with books anywhere, anytime. So I have left uh, hard books. I don't do hard books. Because uh, the number of books I, I want to be around me, everywhere I go, I can't carry that with me. Even my uh, two or three dude bags I let the university with, the books can be counted. Send them to Pastor Nile now. Praise the Lord. Invest in what? Invest in invest in knowledge. Invest in knowledge. Listen, knowledge that is for free usually does not add value to you. You see Ghana, eh? our free education, you see the challenges we are having? I pray that along the line, somebody would see that uh, it is better we pay. Because if this thing continues, eh, after some time, we'll produce some people. Uh, I is coming. That's how they'll be speaking. I is coming. I is coming. That, those are the kind of people we'll be producing. Yeah? Because things that are free, usually, particularly amongst Africans, we don't value free things. When it's free, we think it's cheap. When we free, it is... That is why a lot of people want to do things to earn God's grace, which is free. A lot of people want to do things to end salvation, which is free, because it is in the African man, it's ingrained in his mind that anything free is not good. And it's true to a large extent, but salvation there is for free. And even salvation has been paid for. Jesus paid for it. So it is not for free like that. For you, it's for free. I don't want you to be a free person. I like free, free things. You are in the choir. You like free uh, choir robes. Somebody should buy this thing for you to wear. What kind of mentality is that? You are not a free clothes. That's a mindset that will keep you in poverty. Invest in what you are doing and let it show in your life. Can somebody say an amen? Your greatest investment in life is investment in your mind. Never forget that. If I ask you, what are some of the greater things to invest in? I'm sure some of you will say uh, in the uh, uh, oil fields of uh, uh, Boise or wherever. I don't know the oil fields uh, uh, at Stocks, New York Stock Exchange. But I tell you, all of these can fail in a moment. Your greatest investment that will stay with you till you die is investment in your mind. What you know, what is in your head will keep you and it, I mean, there is nothing you have here, no amount of money that if your mind is okay, it cannot attract to your pocket. Feed your mind. Don't feed your body at the expense of your mind. You're wasting your life. Feed your mind. Feed your mind. 
When your body is tough, but your mind is fed, I tell you, you know what people with mental strength, you know what they are able to endure? They can go through all kinds of things that people with physical muscle cannot go through. Sometimes as a pastor, when I see people who are built up strong, the things they are afraid, and I look at this, my skinny self, and those are the things I would dare. It just shows that power pass power. Am I communicating here? Bodily exercise profited little. Invest in knowledge. Invest in what? Knowledge. Invest in knowledge. A book is introduced. Pick it up and buy it. Go to the book stand. Don't come to church and just go. Come to church and just go. Listen, even the Bible, eh? even to grow in your knowledge of God, there are good Bibles you have to use. You can be using uh, King James Bible, this black one that you can't even see to read. I don't know how I read those Bible, that Bible in those days. But the words are so tiny. You strain your eyes. Oh, 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 oh. Get a good Bible. And Napoleon, he said, More gold has been mined from the thoughts of men than it has ever been taken from the earth. More gold. Somebody say more gold. Your mind is richer than the mines, the gold mines of Obuasi, the Australian mines, the South African mines, all of them put together. The oil wealth of Nigeria cannot be compared to the wealth of your mind. That's why you need to invest in knowledge. Invest in knowledge. Somebody say, I invest in knowledge. And number six, store knowledge. Somebody say, store knowledge. Yeah. Don't come to church without writing parts. This is a word based word driven word power church you have to come with your phones your tablet you must always be writing right even while i'm in prayer there is something to write close to me he said i will stand upon my watch and i will watch you see what you will say unto me then he said write for the vision is for an appointed time so while i'm in prayer my writing parts are not too far from me right the bible said my child never forget the things i have taught you Never Proverbs 3 1. Never forget. Somebody say, Never forget. Never forget. It means store them up. Don't forget them. Don't forget them. You come to church, you close service, and then you never go back to your notes. All through the year, you never make reference. You are forgetful. The Bible says, He who is a forgetful hearer of the word and not a doer, that man cannot be blessed in his deed. You have to store the word. Store. Somebody say, Store the word. David said that word I have hidden in my heart that I will not sin against thee. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night. How, when it's stored in your mind, you can meditate upon it. Somebody say, I store the word. I store knowledge. Say, I store knowledge. How to store knowledge? Store knowledge. And then finally, apply knowledge rightly. Apply knowledge what? Apply knowledge rightly. James 1.22 Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. So the Bible says, the primary reason for knowledge is action and application. Somebody say, the primary reason for knowledge is application. That's the primary reason. The reason why you are here learning the word of God is to go and do it. The reason why we speak to you about it is to do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Jesus said, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him to a wise man who uh, received the word and then did it. When you do the word, then the results will follow you. Have you been blessed this morning? 
it is critical if therefore your life must advance and you experience good success you must place high premium on knowledge high premium and i pray that from today the grace to be a tireless pursuant of knowledge that grace will rest upon you i pray that from today knowledge will not enter one year and go out of the other i pray that from today your money will not just be going to feed your belly you feed your belly and under 24 hours it comes out but when you feed your knowledge your feed your head your spirit it stays with you for life i pray that the wisdom to feed your spirit at all times rest upon you in the mighty name of jesus in the mighty name of jesus and the grace to put the word you receive to work may that grace rest upon you you will advance you will succeed you will become all that god will have you become nothing will stop you you are simply unstoppable just ask the man the man solomon gave himself to knowledge and paul gave himself knowledge and they became outstanding you will be outstanding in your generation you will stand out among your colleagues you will stand out in the name of jesus you will experience good success in your marriage good success in your finances good success in every area of your life you will experience good success so it shall be in your life you are blessed Jam your hands together for the lord Afraqa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afraqa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you. Never, never be the same. Never, never be the same.